Welcome to And If Love Remains. I'm your host, Mike Lovett, and I have in studio today some very special guests. We have Ultraviolet Communication. Um, we have Matt, Lee, and Josiah in, the, the power trio from Phoenix. Um, very excited to have them in and, and talk about their new upcoming music that's coming out. And uh, yeah, I, I don't know if, if a lot of my audience are familiar with you guys, so let's just kind of go around and introduce you guys and let's talk about the band a little bit. Um, Lee, you're in the throne, so why don't we start with you? Oh, yeah. right. <laughs> tell me, who, who is Lee and where are you from? And, and tell us a little about yourself. Well, I'm Lee. Uh, I'm uh, I'm the drummer, and I'm in the throne right now. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I, I play uh, drums and percussion in the group, and... Uh, the rhythm section with uh, Matt Morgan. And <laughs> 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 We're holding um, it down. 
I hope everyone's picturing him in an actual like king's throne, right. and, like not a drum throne, throne. Not like, a, right. like throne. a king's like, throne. The full idea. Yeah, get a cr- my audience knows idea. what we mean by yeah. throne. Yeah. yeah, it's either a toilet or a drum throne. <laughs> what Pickett's actually on the toilet right Take now? He's got the fanciest uh, shag seating on the. <laughs> Take your. Pick. It's kind of true. <laughs> Where are you from, Lee? Uh, well, currently I'm from Phoenix, but. Uh, I'm originally from Ohio. All right. And and when did you start picking up the drums and, and you know, t- like, tell me a little about your origin story. Oh, the origins were going way back. Yeah. The deep cuts. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Just a deep cut. <laughs> well, all right. Uh, gracious goodness alive. <laughs> I, I've been playing drums for probably about 11 years now. Okay, cool. Um, cool. You know, fourth grade, somewhere in there. Yeah. And, um, you know, started playing in bands when I was around 16. Right on. Somewhere in there. Uh, moved out here and um, played in one or two bands before getting with these guys. And that's about it. Man. That's cool, man. Mm-hmm. That's cool. And, and um, Josiah, tell us a little about yourself. Your- yeah, sure. Um, so I um, am from San Dimas, California. I moved to Yuma, Arizona when I was about five or six. Yeah. Um, and I lived there for a good portion of my life. When I was nine, I took piano lessons, kind of got into that. And then I became a teenager and got really into punk rock. So I wanted to learn the guitar. So I learned the guitar and drums and the bass and a bunch of stuff just because I wanted to be in a band. So I just surrounded myself with musicians and tried to join as many bands. And then I moved out here to actually study music production, and I met Lee. Okay. So that's, right on. that's my story. That's cool. And, and what do you do in the band? I play guitar. You play guitar. Yeah, just okay. guitar. Yeah. yeah. The, ge- the guitar, yeah, the little picket. Yeah. Right? The flat top. On the flat top. Yeah, flat yeah, top. Yeah, <laughs> little chicken picket. Matt, tell me about yourself, man. Um, I was born in Texas and spent like the first 10 or so years of my life there and then, uh, moved to Colorado, lived there for seven years, finished high school there. Um, then I moved out here for college, then moved back to Colorado, went to college again, then moved here again. And, uh, when I was living here, I saw the Craigslist ad and I answered it and started jamming with Lee. Um, and at that point I, I'd only been playing, I played guitar, started like at 15 or so. And then... Yeah, it was about like 21 or so when I picked up bass and started playing with a band. And I've just been playing bass since then. Yeah. And uh, and yeah, that's pretty much it, man. That's cool. And you sing. Yeah, You're I'm the a singer as well. Too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, cool. I always forget that part. Yeah, well, <laughs> like that part's important. Yeah, <laughs> vocals, forget about Who needs it. lyrics? That comes secondary. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, you know, I've been listening to your guys' stuff. It's really cool. I mean, it reminds me, Thank you. you know, a bit of, yeah, it's 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 cool. It's it's uh, like old psychedelic cream you know uh mm-hmm. iron butterfly <laughs> so I, like really, that. I mean it's pretty it's really cool and it's it's like neat like yeah neo psychedelic i mean that's how i would describe it i'm well, curious yeah i mean it's 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 dope um and i think i think and we'll, we'll have links in the in the description for people to check it out because i really think um in fact we'll probably put a little bit of it here in the podcast so people can get a feel for for your guys sound um how did you guys like, I mean, you guys answered Craigslist, you were your buddies. Like, how did you um, kind of find the sound that you have today? How did that happen as a, a relatively new band? You guys have been playing for, you know, two or three years. Yeah. Um, how did that kind of work itself out? Um, well, 
it kind of started when Lee and I started jamming. So I had a Craigslist ad up first. It was up for a long time when I moved out here. And then it was like, I, I moved out here in a January of 2017, put the ad up, kept renewing it. Right. And in December of 2017 was when I got a message from Lee. Uh, and he asked me, first question, not a hello or anything. It was just like, hey, do you like psychedelic music? <laughs> um, and, and I was like, okay, this is an interesting. I'm so glad up. I got that right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, yeah, dude. So we started talking about music and then we met at a coffee shop and talked about more music and then just started jamming. And like, yeah, it was like, yeah, I, we never went into it like with the preconceived notion of like what it was going to sound like. We just knew like, this is something we have in common we can talk about this, we can jam stuff, we can listen to records and just kind of like feel it out from there. And yeah. then we knew after a couple ideas, I'd, I'd bring a song or he brought a song um, and we'd kind of just play it and be like, okay, cool, this kind of got a sound. And then we're like, well, we don't really know what it's going to sound like until we have a bass player and a singer. So then with the addition of Matt, it was like, okay, now we kind of have an idea of like where we all fit in as far as like a sound. Right. Like just... Mm -hmm. I, for me it kind of came with just playing together because we yeah. didn't really we're all we were all strangers really so we just got to know each other by playing together and talking music and listening to records and then it kind of just became out naturally from there i think mm -hmm. that's cool and matt how did you feel like fitting into something like that I, i'm not sure what the craig ad craigslist <laughs> ad said but was that something you were looking for i mean i assume <laughs> you guys are here so well yeah. in to, I never saw his Craigslist ad. I oh, never, okay. I never had to answer his. I answered another guy's. Yes. And we were playing like '70s hard rock sort of stuff, like okay. Zeppelin sort of, like very, you know, really Zeppelin-y stuff. Yeah. And Pickett was like, yeah, you know, I got him jamming with some other guy. You want to go check it out? I'm like, yeah, let's, let's see what's going on. <laughs> I think it's more our speed. You know, try it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I guess I left out the portion of the story where some guy hit me up because he wanted to do studio work for a project he was wanted to start. So he needed some session musicians, as he said. Um, and he was like, do you know any good drummers? And I had just met Lee a couple months before. And I was like, oh, this guy's great. He'll, he'll work out great. So I sent his info to this other guy. Yeah. And that's how this guy put up an ad. And that's the one he responded to, Matt responded to. Mm -hmm. uh, okay. So they met that way. So that's the missing link there. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I was a guitar player at that time. And I was just like, they, they needed a fuzz out bass player. I'm like, okay, yeah, sure. I'll play guitar bass. You know, right. right. Yeah. <laughs> That's cool. Where now? Tell me a little about your influences. Like, who did you know? Who were you listening to? Um, you know, who's the who are the guys that, that you kind of model yourself after? If anybody, I mean, um, what do you? Yeah, who who were your influences? I think with all of us, that just kind of, you know, we had something to start with, and then it kind of grew as you know we've been a band for so long, and our tastes change, you know, as we've been playing together. Um, at the, when I first joined the band, I was really into Led Zeppelin. And, yeah, and all that you know, old '70s stuff, and then started to get into you know some more newer psychedelic acts like you know Tame Impala and um, like King Gizzard and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. okay, cool, yeah. cool. Lee, what about you? Who were some of your influences, and and you know how did you? Because it sounds like you were kind of driving the psychedelic move at the beginning, at least. Oh yeah. Like so, was, how? Did, tell was, me about that. Yeah, I was ferocious in, in that. <laughs> you knew what you wanted. In that regards, yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah. That was the only form of music I really thought was uh, worthy for me to be working at on that frontier. Um, yeah. Something, you know, worthwhile. Um, wasn't quite sure how to go about doing that at the time. Um, but anyway, as far as influences go, yeah, all the greats, you know, like uh, the doors were huge mm -hmm. at that time. 
Um, you know, I, uh, the dead, you know, yeah. the Grateful Dead, of course. Sure. Uh, the 13th floor elevators are huge, you know. Yeah. Uh, the Iron Butterfly you mentioned, you know, right. stuff like that. Shiva's headband stuff, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, by the way, I say Iron Butterfly, <laughs> just that, that, fa- that <laughs> funny Simpson thing yeah. cracks me up every single time. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> From by I Ron Butterfly. Anyway, <laughs> and what about you, Josiah? Who who were you listening to in your early days, and what? So it's it kind of varies. So like, um, like him and I kind of bonded over that sort of psychedelic thing. Like he turned me on to some stuff, and we were, we liked some mutual things there. So I we it was funny. He was really into like that '70s hard rock when we joined, and then we were still on that like '60s psychedelic kick. Um, uh, so that's that's pretty influential on me, uh, but I I kind of like a lot of stuff. Like I love jazz. Jazz is like beautiful yeah. to me. I love listen. I would never make jazz because I'm not that good, but I love listening to jazz. Uh, it's very influential on me and in, like songwriting and arrangement wise. Um, and I also like um, you know like thrash metal. I love Metallica. I love '90s alternative grunge, like super, yeah. super heavy stuff. Uh, he likes Smashing Pumpkins, so we bonded on that too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, all that, all that stuff. We yeah. lo- we love a lot of music, all yeah. of us. Yeah, yeah. So it was really kind of just like we could sit in a room for four or five hours and just talk about like seventy years worth of music that mm-hmm. we all like genuinely like. Yeah. Or uh, or we have debates if one of us didn't like a band, <laughs> like, me, like me and Pickett love the Constantly. Who. Yeah, the Who is the worst band and, of all and, time. And, and like, Matt hates like, the Who. Like I'm sorry, like I just can't do it. Yeah. That's fantastic. Yeah, yeah, all the time. So we, like, yeah, it's yeah, a tension I, that keeps things alive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so say, I, yeah. I feel like our, our influences are like bands that we love, but also like like Matt hates the Who. So I'm like, okay, I'm never gonna write a song like the Who because it just doesn't Too work. Late. You know, <laughs> sorry, Pete Townsend. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. No offense. At least yeah. at least we all agree on the Beatles. You know, that's yeah, that's yeah. Cool. And there's, yeah. there's we agree on yeah. all the you know all the, all great. the, the staples. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. That's cool. Um. When did you, at what point did you guys like, was there a moment when you guys were playing together where you felt like, Hey, I mean, we've got something special here. Is that, um, was there a moment or was it just kind of like, like I've been in bands where, where sometimes like you, you play and after maybe a couple of rehearsals, like all of a sudden everything clicks, you're like, Whoa, we got a cool sound. And I've been in other bands where like, it just kind of evolved over time. And like at some point we're like, you know, we can actually play this stuff. Yeah. So how was it for you guys? Um, I think we're still waiting for that moment. <laughs> I don't know. You, you guys, you guys sound yeah. good, man. You guys sound your the stuff you put out has been is really. Cool. By the way, and I want to ask you, like your production, like it's interesting today. You know that psychedelic stuff. There's a reason why they it had that sound. Yeah. You know that really kind of dull, grungy, um, cool, like dirty sound. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, uh, you know, get, getting that today um, is kind of a trick. Yeah. And, and making it sound authentic. Yeah. Um, how do you how do you guys do that? Maybe both in the studio, which might be simpler, uh, or live. How do you guys pull that off? Oh, it's easy. Gear. 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 Gear what that old thing had and like can like recreate that you know that's important to us um so yeah usually it's just gear and then like when we get in the studio it's just we put mics in front of that old gear it's gonna sound like old gear you know that's yeah pretty much it 
Yeah. Well, but the, but the, obviously, I mean, you guys are going through, you know, pro tools or some digital interface oh, and then yeah. and trying to make that like, you're not, you're not going, I don't know. Maybe you guys are going to tape. Uh, oh, well, I mean like it, it would be awesome to go to tape, but for the most part, uh, yeah, we like with the first record, we didn't go to tape. We went through pro tools and, uh, it was, uh, pretty, we, we tried to make everything pretty, uh, transparent so that we could hear the vintage gear like you'd be in the studio you put a mic in front of something the mic isn't coloring the sound of that you know that particular instrument it's just you're hearing exactly yeah. what's coming out of the speaker or yeah. what's coming off the head of the drum very yeah. honest recordings yeah. for sure yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, who's who's the engineer in the group so I, i'm the engineer okay but, but it depends you know so like the first record i recorded the first record so i put the mics up and like we went to the studio i work at and did everything there and then we sent it off to mix because for me i like to remove myself a certain bit from right. the process so I'm, it's it, it stays you know it upholds itself um and then this time around we actually for this next record i didn't play a part at all engineering wise we actually had a guy um goes by the name josh medina uh he recorded thank you josh uh, yes thank you yes. Josh. <laughs> thank you josh um, John medina. and uh <laughs> 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 and uh, he he recorded us because what we were going for this time around was was even more of that sort of feel. We wanted to capture um, like a basically a little foundation of every song where we track together live in the same room. Mm, you know, yeah, where we have the bass player, the guitar player, and the drummer playing together one take at the same time to try to capture that feeling, mm. and then doing overdubs on top. So obviously, being one, someone in the band, I couldn't do both you know the engineer hat right. and the band member uh hat so we ended up doing that this time around and that that also lends a big part to the sound as well do you do you guys play live a lot yeah yeah we try to yeah. play as often yeah. as we can and is that it, it, i mean obviously that nothing helps in the studio more than playing live I oh, think. yeah yeah, yeah like i mean we, which was funny because we went into the studio during the pandemic so there was no there were no live gigs so we're just kind of jamming in the basement and so at times it made it kind of tough to open up you know because we hadn't been like getting that energy getting that energy yeah mm -hmm. exactly so but it was it was still it was still good and like it just felt like work like honest yeah. work which was nice yeah that's cool yeah yeah one thing i wanted to say stepping back to your previous question uh about there being maybe some kind of special moment for me personally this was probably the first group that i was ever part of that i could actually be uh uh, in some ways, a fan of the music, you know. You know, I like what we're doing a lot. Oh, that's yeah. Um, you know, before yeah, you know, that would come and go in moments, but it was never like a consistent thing, you know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, I just want to throw that in there. That no, I, like, yeah. I think that's huge. That's a, that's probably what gives you guys the energy that you do. You know, it's the fact that you clearly are fans of that, oh. not just that style, but the music that you're actually producing. Yeah, we love. Yeah, yeah, yeah we yeah. love it. Yeah, yeah it's a pride you know it's our pride yeah yeah and, and i think part of that is uh, we try to like every decision we make we try to make it unanimous it has to be together like if there's one guy out we're not doing it because the thing <laughs> is like down the line you know that guy's gonna hate that song later you know right. or not want to play it live so we want to make the music that we want to listen to so at every turn it's like as long as everyone's on board then we know we're doing something right so i don't yeah i i think i agree we've never kind of reached that moment where it's like yo we've got something great here <laughs> right. you know? it's never been yeah. that you know but yeah. it's always like okay well we're all in agreement here so that's a good starting point and then we'll see where it goes and usually yeah. it's just kind of like 
depending on how people react to the music yeah. that like really gives us a, okay cool we like it's usually a song by song basis like we'll mm -hmm. play a song live and people really like it it's like oh cool we got someone there with that song that's cool yeah. or if people don't respond to the song it's like okay well you know i gotta keep working on that one or mm -hmm. whatever you know yeah right and i think a big part of it is like from our perspective a lot of the songs are especially going from the second to first record they're like extremely diverse yeah we're, we're trying to cover a lot of ground uh no, I, I can it's just hear where that. we're at. Yeah. In fact, um, I was going to ask you, um, you know, the 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 difference. In fact, let's, let's go there. You guys have got um, one album that's out right now, mm -hmm. and then another one coming. Mm -hmm. By the way, we're talking to Ultraviolet Communication. I was going to ask you where the name came from. That's I remembered <laughs> what the question was. <laughs> okay, we were we had soiled over what we were going to call the band <laughs> soiled and toiled <laughs> and, uh, yeah. and otherwise and whatnot, yeah <laughs> and i think let's see i was like because uh a teacher of mine back in high school had said like ultraviolet catastrophe would be a really cool name for a band I'm like, That's sweet right. but i look it up taken like oh and i think josiah came in one day he's like continuing communications and i'm like something like that that's yeah. almost cool yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know and uh and i'm just like mix them together you know and uh and that's just where it came from man and then we told one of our friends and he was just like oh uvc we were like all right cool yeah it worked out the acronym you know it felt good and we were, we had kind of come up with a couple different ones and we i think we had always said like okay that's the band name for the week. Yeah. And then we'll meet yeah. up again in a week and we'll see how we feel about yeah. that. And yeah. we, we'd get to practice and it'd be like, that one sucked. That's not the name. <laughs> that's, that's that one not sucked. That's not the name. Doesn't feel good. But that was, one, it was better than Arizona Speed Pass. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's still one of my favorite ones. a little too on the nose. But yeah, and then I think, I think with, uh, with ultraviolet communication, it kind of just ended up being like the week later went by, we didn't say anything about it. And the week after that, it was like... <laughs> Still like, sounds yeah, good, fine. you know. Me. Yeah, <laughs> just yeah. never got questioned. Yeah, yeah we were just yeah. tired of it. We were like, yeah, and then it got it, we got billed as UVC or something, and then it's just like, well, I guess that's can't go back now. Yeah. Yeah, there yeah. it is. Yeah, yeah. Once it's what's out there. Tell me about you guys as fans. Like, um, I mean, are they like when they listen when they hear your, some of your new stuff? Are they as seem as excited? I guess you guys have been in the pandemic, so it's probably been hard to. Well, judge that a little bit it's been well we've been playing since about april we played our first show this year around april when things really started lifting up and, yeah um and then like lately we've been playing more often so it's been nice to play this newer material for people and some of it we've been playing since the last record so people have always kind of liked those songs um and now when we play it live it's it's usually getting a really nice reaction like people definitely know that we have a diverse catalog so every song is different from the last one so they're they love that aspect and people will ask us like okay is like they'll buy our vinyl for the first record and they're like hey is all the stuff you played tonight like on this and we'll be like ah oh, no usually it's like 75 percent new stuff 25 percent old stuff yeah um, but it's good that the people like want to, it to be on there right. you know that's yeah. a good sign well, that's a great sign yeah we hear that a lot yeah. yeah so people like really want it to be on the first record but obviously it's it's not yet but yeah. they'll, they'll listen to it they'll hear it's it. coming it's coming <laughs> So who, uh, so just to go through, because I'm not as familiar with your guys' material, yeah. um, other than what I've heard in the last week or so, which is, like I said, really cool. I'm curious, like, what are some of your guys' favorites from your first album that, that you enjoy either playing or, you know, just what, what do you, what do you guys like? Lee, I'll start with you. Oh, uh, I think I enjoy, uh, taking on is particularly fun to play for me. 
Uh, I always enjoy that one. And we play that one in the sets these days still. Um, Do you guys try to um, make a conscious effort to when you record um, to, to record stuff that you can do live? Absolutely. Well, yeah, yeah, so that's a big part of your sound. Which yeah, you're trying yeah, to do. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Like improv on the spot. Certainly kind of on the stuff first Well, not, like, not yeah. necessarily. I, what I mean, like, you know, the Beatles in their later days, you know, they didn't care about Oh, yeah. They were, just, <laughs> they were just oh, trying yeah, to make yeah, up yeah. sounds okay. and what sounded cool. Yeah. You know, and that, and, and there's something to be said for that, like that yeah. artistic idea. For sure. Like, you can't re- recreate the studio environment. Cool. Yeah. So, whatever, it's going to be different. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, you know, do you try to get the feel like you're it's it's live and definitely and the first record. recreating it? Yeah, definitely. First the first, record yeah, for sure, the first yeah. record is like note for note, like every note that we played on the first record. If we're playing it live, or at least when we were playing that record a lot more live, like that was like the same. They were it was virtually just like a good set. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like uh, set, yeah. So and and with this next record, we did that too, but probably a little less. There's a couple of songs where we did some overdubs that can't be recreated live, but the songs themselves were written in a three-piece fashion so right. we can play them live and we do like to play them live yeah but the record just has a little bit of special extra stuff for people that are listening to it which well, we think works out well of course a little bit of candy yeah exactly a reason to get the vinyl right yeah, exactly yeah precisely yeah. <laughs> that's cool um so tell me the name of the song again lee that uh, i enjoy taking on taking on okay. yeah cool um yeah, you know, th- there are lots of good ones on there. It's hard to think of them at the moment. Yeah, that's all right. What about you, Josiah? So I love Taking On as well. It's a good one. Lately, we've been playing that one live. And um, at the end, we've actually been just jamming the end section. So we'll kind of do a little improvised piece at the end. Fun. Which is super fun. Uh, the audience seems to really like that sort of thing because it builds the intensity. And it also allows us to loosen up on stage. Um because over the pandemic, we did a lot of jamming. Like, it was just a lot of, like, we'd sit down in the basement and, like, just kind of play, whatever. Yeah. Which, at times, was like, man, we're jamming again. Like, this is tough. Yeah. <laughs> uh, or, like... Uh, it does get to be... People don't realize that. I can get to be work after a while. Yeah. 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 And it was work. And so, like... But we always wanted to be, like... It's always beneficial for us to be tighter, you know? Yeah. It's usually, like, okay, we know where we're going with stuff. So, now, when we... Are able to loosen up live and do that it's nice because then there's a certain level of spontaneity in the set and risk and, and risk, risk. Yeah. i love that yeah. Yeah. Risk, yeah. Yeah. but great. also it's like it's still a safe like we know course, we know yeah. the songs well enough so we know what we're going to be doing and we have been playing together long enough now to where we can kind of tell where something's going sure so even when sometimes things seem a little rocky it's like usually comes back where it needs to go at the end yeah uh so that one's a great song uh, Inquire Within is a great song. I oh, love yeah. that song. That's a classic. Yeah, <laughs> we don't we don't play we don't play that one as lo- as much live anymore because it is tougher. Like, even though we did it, that one a lot, like uh, the, the way we played it live, there are a couple overdubs on the record that kind of make the song almost a little bit better. It's yeah. tough, uh, and Matt would agree with me on that. It's tough Absolutely. to play that one live. <laughs> um, Absolutely, there's yeah. no other way to play the song. <laughs> um, so. That one is a great song. It's tough. Uh, we have an instrumental on the first one, Road Spice. That's a great song. Oh, yeah, we, we do. We've recently Still been playing that one live a couple that times. We'll throw that one in. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. Walls of Ice. That's a big it's song. A, people, a lot of people love that song. <laughs> yeah, I, I, that's one I heard. I kind of pinpointed that. <laughs> pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. That, that's a great song. It's, it's always a high-energy tune, so people yeah. really, really get into that one. Um, and then The Closer, which doesn't get as much love, but it's probably my favorite song on the first record. It's called Screens. And I love that song. Yeah. Yeah. 
Cool. That's me. Right on. So you basically named the whole album. I think. Almost. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I love it's the first like a quarter of it at least. Right. What do you? you uh, well, since you know, obviously, touching on what Josiah said, a lot of them are like harder to play. After you know, the, these these newer songs we're playing, they were really you know really three PC, and we can really get a really thick sound out of them. But the old ones sound kind of thin to me when we go back to them. But so now playing them live, like the only ones I enjoy playing is like taking on. Not all the time. Yeah. Sometimes it, it changes, but um, and Fever Dream, I think those are like the only ones oh, yeah, that can no, be really yeah, yeah. yeah. That's yeah. Okay. Yeah. And as a as a um, is there one that you prefer, like playing the bass versus singing? Is I mean, you know, what's the what's that done? I'm a, I'm a keyboardist and I sing. Yeah. So yeah, it's yeah. like I get that. Yeah. I don't get this. Yeah. <laughs> I'm no. Not Getty Lee. No. The uh, <laughs> yeah, and then yeah, Fever Dream for sure, because it's like one of the more fun songs to sing for me. Yeah. It's just that uh, you know, and uh, and yeah, the bass parts you know, easy, so <laughs> I can have a lot of fun with it. That is fun, that's yeah. cool. Yeah. Um, and then and then what, did, and then uh, oh, you guys just had a new single that just came out, yeah. Tell yes. me about that, yeah, that's titled Moon Man, um, and which is a great song, by the way. <laughs> I think I've listened to that three or four times, that was a great tune. <laughs> thank, thank you, you guys. video is awesome, thank, too. Thank, thank, you. thank you so much. Uh, yeah, so Moon Man is the most uh, recent release, um off the first record and that one's super fun we love playing that one live uh it's kind of like fever dream yeah. it reminds me of fever dream a lot it's yeah, very tune. yeah like upbeat sort of poppy tune um matt wrote both of those tunes so you can tell right. that that's both his. from the same place cut <laughs> <laughs> from the same cloth yeah yeah um, but yeah that's a, that's a fun song the video is a lot of fun to make um yeah it's just a fun song well uh, where do you guys do the video at a uh, couple different locations. So um, there's a there's a website called PeerSpace. Shout out to PeerSpace.com. Uh, it's like Airbnb, but for creative spaces. Basically, okay. you go on and people will have like sets in their house or like they'll own a little studio space uh, that you can rent for a couple hours. Um, so we went and um, rented a um, like a mid-century modern house like out in Phoenix um, for a couple hours and shot some stuff there. And then we found a place with like a big white infinity wall, which is just like a big white background yeah. uh, and did some stuff there. Um, and then that's pretty much it. Just like split between those two places. Two places. And the, we wanted to use the setting as much as possible because it was like, we're not actors. We don't want to try to be actors, you know? Right, right. So we figured like, might as well make a cool looking video with a cool setting, you know? So mm -hmm. if you make the setting cool, the video is going to be cool. No worked doubt. out pretty well. Okay. Cool. And what, um, like this new album, what was the, the focus? Uh, it's, well, let me ask you this before, before that, like being a musician today is way different than when I started. <laughs> like it's so much different. Like, you know, I barely get the whole Spotify thing. I barely, you know, the whole marketing yeah. thing is way different. Mm -hmm. Talk about being a musician today and, and, you know, 2020, 2021, what's that like? It's, it's uh it's difficult at times like there's there's challenges and there's also like great opportunity it's a kind of a double-edged sword so you, obviously there's more opportunity now than ever but there's also more competition now than ever um and i think these guys would agree it's tougher mm -hmm. and when there are just so many bands trying to play a local circuit and we don't sound like any of them yeah. you know like it, we, who are they going to pair you up it, with? Exactly. Who are they going to pair us up with? Like, who's going to want to come to our show if we don't sound like 20 other bands that come from here? Um, 
but it's it, it's kind of just all about navigating that and finding your audience you know which can be tough but really rewarding when you actually do find the people that like your music and will come to your show and buy your record and stuff and, and lee would you is the most important thing i mean this has always been the most important thing i think but i think it was easy to lose sight of it. And that's building a local audience, building the fan base that, you know, kind of like your super fans, you know, and then, and then growing off that, is that? Oh, that's huge to me. I was incredibly bummed out, you know, over the pandemic, you know, not being able to do the live set. Um, But now that's back, man, I'm feeling great. We're we're feeling great. Uh, That's, it's extremely important to me. Yeah. That's, almost everything to me is just, you know, playing a room and making some kind of connection and, you know, getting outside of yourself and all that sort right. of good mm-hmm. stuff. You know? It is, it is. And, 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 you know, they become your, you know, apostles going out and spreading <laughs> the word of ultraviolet communication. Yeah. Hopefully you know? so. Yeah. 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 Hopefully what about for you, Matt? Like, like as far as, you know, marketing or what, what are the things that, that you kind of think are, are important for, for a musician today? Yeah. Uh, a friend of ours recently came over, and I think the first time we ever talked to him, he he just like started going on a tangent about you know being a musician today, and he was saying a huge part of it is visual, and I was like, okay, that makes sense. Yeah, it's it's very much like what people are looking at on their phone. You know, like what does this band look like? You know, if they if they don't have if they've really like unprofessional pictures or something, and they want to be taken seriously, then like, are you going to take them seriously? You know? Right. Uh, do they look cool? Are they do they have cool gear? Are they playing? You know. Uh, can you tell their vibe just by seeing, you know, what they're doing? And I think that's, it's, it's pretty cool. It can be tough if you're, if oh, you don't huge. know what you're yeah, doing. Yeah. I didn't think about it from that. I was like, like if you see, you know, if I, you know, you guys came over to the studio and the second I saw you, I knew, okay, obviously I'd heard your music before, but like what I heard and what I saw, you know, there was, there, it, it worked together, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, you know, it's like branding, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. yeah big time. Exactly. And like, that's, that's a, that's a big part of it, but also being genuine, you know, while doing that, like having right. to navigate being genuine, but also being appealing to people, you know, one with the music first and foremost, and then also visually, you know, cause mm-hmm. a lot of people are, you know, especially young people like us can be very visual people. So like you said, seeing us and then hearing our music, it, it can, it can be very easy to connect those things as being genuine. Yeah. Uh, which is important to us. We yeah, yeah that's what we hope like for. Yeah. Being like, we're not trying to do something we're not. You know, we're not trying to be someone else or do something that just appeals to people. We're just going to be us, and hopefully, people respond to that. You know? Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Do you, um, you know, it's interesting for a long time, and I think I think it's kind of going away from this now. Even it's kind of coming back, but um, you know, there was a year, a decade or two where albums almost didn't matter. Like it was all about the single. Yeah. It was all about mm-hmm. maybe an sure. EP. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. but yeah. it, it, by it, it was all about you know getting getting plays and views on yeah. YouTube or plays yeah. on Spotify. And yeah. I'm sure that's still very very important yeah. to you guys. Yeah. But um, you know, how do you feel about you know creating an album? How is that? How important is that to you guys as a band? And and what's your philosophy on that? It's the most important. Thing. It's everything. <laughs> it's the most <laughs> it's important everything. thing. That's yeah, it. Yeah, really? So a cohesive album. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. We're, 100%. yeah we yeah. went into it and just I was like, no EPs. I'm like, okay, <laughs> <laughs> sounds good. Yeah. You know, because like mm-hmm. it's really easy. Um, I think kind of going back to like marketing too. This kind of connects. Like I don't. I don't want to create fast fans. I don't want to create fast fans that just come for us for a single and then leave. You know. 
I want to create those long-lasting relationships with fans, that people that love the deep cuts. They listen to a whole record. They invest themselves from beginning to end. They come to our show. They buy our merchandise. And I feel like the best way to do that is to provide them with like the most solid set of songs you can at once and say, yeah. this is what we've been working on for a year and a half. I, I love that. You know, I remember as a kid, you know, sitting in my bedroom, with you know the you know the big speakers on the floor, my feet against the speakers, <laughs> looking at the album cover or the CD cable, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. just just going through album after album, spending hours doing that. Yeah. And I think mm-hmm. you know I, I hope that's that I hope kids still do that because yeah. you get so yeah. much out of that. Absolutely. Um, but it, I don't know. Maybe I feel like we're still in a popcorn world. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I, well, I, we, I think the three of us have all had those moments, you know, yeah, we yeah. could share with you. Heck Get yeah. some Deep Purple out and just like right. chill. <laughs> we were just discussing <laughs> this. The, the, yeah, we were just talking about Deep, deep Purple, man. Does yeah. not like Deep Purple. Another one of those men just can't do, uh, it. can't do it. I don't know why, man. Ian Pace, man. Machine <laughs> Head is great. I'm a singer, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That guy can sing. Uh, anyway, those yeah. guys, I guess. Oh, yeah. man. Anyway, but. um. Uh, so that's, I think that it's important. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. I think it's important to do that. And I feel like, you know, a lot of people will, or a lot of peers, I guess, that we know, kind of appealed to that sort of single thing, you know, that EP thing. Because they're like, oh, it's, it's quick. I can get that out there and like just have that one thing that gets me to go viral or like gets people to do like hundreds of thousands of streams or whatever. And like, that's a cool business model. That's fine. I get that that works for some people. For us, though, that just doesn't feel like the right fit for our music. Mm-hmm. And then on top of that, it just like feels like we're not creating to create. We're creating to sell something. Yeah. And like, not that people that do that do that. It's just like, that's how we feel about it. So the bare we, minimum. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Right. The bare minimum. Yeah. We want to go all out and like, we want people to eventually be doing that, like grab our record and like be scanning every inch of it for the small details, get some and flavor yeah. out listening there, to it back mm-hmm. backwards Look, and forwards, like trying to find for the Easter egg, the Easter egg, yeah, exactly. Exactly. the little things the like that. And so, really, listen. just creating yeah. stuff that like like allows people to think a little bit more and like kind of like put a little bit more effort into it. You know, well, hopefully. it becomes art. Like that's yeah. the thing I love about it is is you know, when you're creating a whole album, it may not be like a concept album or yeah. something like that, but but we, we have to think about like, what's going to be the first one? What's going to be the last one? How do you fit all these songs together in something that's a cohesive order yeah. so that I may not get a story, but I'm going to have a really valuable and, and insightful listening experience for, you know, an hour, an hour and a half or something. Yeah, I'm exactly. Sure. Two yeah. sides of cohesive music. Yeah. 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 Well presented. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and do you guys do vinyl? You guys. Yeah. We, uh, and, and so do you think of that? Like when you're putting together this yeah. album, are you think, okay, mm-hmm. what's going to be the first the on the B side? Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah, absolutely. yeah. Big time. Yeah. We think about it in terms of that. Cause it's like, even if someone's not buying it on a vinyl record, you know, you still want the, the actual album to have an ebb and flow. Like those records do where, yeah. you know, the halfway point, it's like starting another record almost mm. like, right. it's like, just an accompanying piece and like you go through the first half and you're like, Oh, this is great. And then it picks back up and starts again. It's like a big roller coaster, almost a journey. And right. that's, that's important, you know, regardless of whether we're printing the vinyl or not, it should feel like that. Okay. So, so, um, and again, how I love this kind of conversation as musicians because it's, I love the collaboration because there's a difference between like putting together a studio album and trying to come up with a, a list versus like coming up with a live set. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is, 
which is another whole different animal yeah. and cool yeah. and fun to do. I can, mm-hmm. You know, how do you guys approach a live set typically? Mm. <laughs> it's evolving. It's evolving. It's, it's evolving. Yeah. Well, well, do you guys try to come up with like two or three sets that maybe you rotate? Or do you like Ooh, try to do something different every time? Different every time. The show's different every time. Different okay, every yeah. Time, yeah. For sure. Now, we always have like, it is different every time, but we do have songs that like work well in certain slots. You know, like, like we kind of discussed this yeah. recently. Different suites. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah. Did, we discussed this pretty recently. Like there are a few songs, like we couldn't just open with any song. You know? Right. Like we want to make sure that every time we open a set, we're grasping the attention of the room, you know, because it's like maybe people aren't there to see us, but we want them to be. So we want to make sure the first song is like, a head turner or something that'll grab, get people's attention. Sure. Um, you know, and then the same thing with the closer, we want to make it, you know, uh, and every time we close a set, we want it to feel as if it's like, wow, if I was a band playing after them, that would be tough to follow. You know? Uh, (laughs) and I think that's, that's how every band should be doing it. You know, like, and it's not like we want to be better than the other band, but we want it to be, like wow oh uh, are you gonna top no, that I some healthy you. competition yeah, man. Right. yeah. absolutely mm-hmm. makes well, better I, music and, and there, there's like i i remember you know again this is gonna age me <laughs> but, but i i remember going to um rush's roll of bone concert <laughs> and primus nice. opened for him cool you man. know which yeah. was i mean and, and it was the first time i heard primus i was like holy cow yeah. man that less clay holy yeah. you know it's yeah. unbelievable to hear these guys play like music i'd never heard of it couldn't even like I could barely understand the sound. It was so right. different and cool, uh, you know, and then, and then, you know, Rush comes out and does Rush, which is amazing as always. Yeah. But, um, but it was, it was, you could tell like those guys were trying to put together something that was special for the audience and not just yeah. like an opener. You know? Yeah. yeah. 100%. No that, question about yeah. those guys. Yeah. yeah, for sure. And like, same thing, whether, no matter where we're at in the set, we want it to feel like, wow these guys really gave us a show like even if they're not there to see us if someone's here there to see the closing we're playing first you know yeah it's like i want people to get their money's worth you know and like see us and like wow i got to see this band and that other band that i wanted to see yeah. you know and that's <laughs> i think that's just good that's just good business right there absolutely you know? yeah if you get there late you want people to be like did you see them man <laughs> no i mean that's like the best compliment right yeah. I mean, if you hear chatter like that yeah. that's huge you guys are the open are you guys the opener the, the, the touring band did I, oh, did oh sorry I miss, man. yeah i missed the man i was looking for yeah yeah yeah, yeah like I, I think one of the best compliments it's like barely a compliment but people will be like oh so where are you guys from and we're playing a local gig yeah you know and it's like oh okay they don't see us as a local band you know, you know, I want to talk about that a little bit. Yeah. The Phoenix scene is such an interesting, strange place for me, mm-hmm. you know, because, um, well, well said, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's weird. Like, because there, you know what? It's kind of like ASU football. <laughs> there's like so much potential. Yeah. Like there's so much available, like, like all the cultural stuff that's going on. Yeah. It, mm-hmm. It's the fifth largest city. Yeah. You know, there's so much Cool. It's a, it's kind of transient. So you have all these people coming from California, from yeah. New York, from Texas, you know, all Ohio. over. Ohio. Yeah, see, you can't forget. Yeah. <laughs> Ohio. Um, Nobody's you know. from here. Yeah, well, but so, and, you know, you come together. And yet, like, I always thought, like, there's definitely going to be, like, a Seattle scene in Phoenix. There's definitely going to be something that comes out that's going to be huge and, and, like, earth-shattering. And it just hasn't happened, and it kind of is weird yeah it <laughs> is it's strange. weird man it's spread out man. It's just, i i have a hypothesis out. about that and i think it's purely based not on 
like the sort of bands that are here or the talent because there's you know you can go anywhere and you can find a cool band you know like yeah if you look hard enough you'll find a cool there's band plenty of talent there's plenty of talent here yeah. that's so that's never the problem it's like um just like lack of resources a lot of times you know like I feel like Arizona just isn't very oriented toward the arts at times. Uh, you know, even though it loves art, you know, like it has, you know, First Friday events and things like that that uplift art. There isn't really a lot of whole lot of industry out here. So there's not like we've never run into someone that's like, oh, I'm a music manager. Like I manage right. bands mm. or I, we've never run into someone True. that's like uh, we're a record label and like we make records or like we even at the you shows know. you guys do. Exactly. Yeah. 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 And so like it's very rare that we ever come into contact with people like that. And I feel like it's the <laughs> lack of industry that creates a void of like but bands. You don't even meet the promoters sometimes. Yeah, exactly. Right? <laughs> Lack of promoters. Too. And, and that's and that's true. But I mean, as you guys mentioned, like it's it's still like it's kind of a new world where you have to be your own promoter. Yeah. And so yeah. it's still it, it still kind of bothers me. Like like I don't know if there's something that's keeping the the scene down or yeah. you know I I'm friends with with Tommy Gibbons who's kind of in the heavy metal scene you know out here and yeah really good player. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um and you know I've done some shows with him and 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 you know he's great guy and but he's always looking to get out of town, you know, to tour and because huh. that's where the, that's where <laughs> so are we, man. Seen yeah. That's <laughs> no, what we're doing. That's yeah, it's yeah. seen somewhere else. Yeah, like yeah, and so lately we've been which breaks my heart a bit. I yeah, guess. it does. It sucks. <laughs> and like it's like, obviously as much as we'd love to stay here and just like thrive, yeah, make you know, living. it's it's tough, you know, because then there's so many roadblocks and like it's almost like pulling teeth trying to get better shows and better venues and and to play with cooler bands. So it's like, are there good venues out there? They're just hard to get in. Is that? Uh, well, kind of. It just depends. Like, obviously, there are venues that it's like not hard to get in, but you have to have a certain draw. You, know, yeah. you have to have a certain fan base, like love, number of people that are going to guarantee to come to your show right. before you can get there, which Everybody's is a completely understandable sure. business yeah. model. Like, obviously, you know, tomorrow we're not going to go play the Van Buren and sell yeah. it out, you know, but that would be cool. But we can't really do that, you know it's it's hard to do that when a lot of our business model is word of mouth like we want people to come see us at a show like us follow us and then keep coming to our shows yeah but when we can't get shows it's tough to do that so we want to create like like i said real fans and we have to go out and find them and that if we can't find them here we're not going to waste time twiddling our thumbs waiting for them to come to us we're just going to go out to other places to find them you know and like hopefully reach people other other places you know whether it be like flagstaff still in state or if it's like out of state in california you know yeah. wherever we can go to find those people will go um during the pandemic um a lot of bands you know di- people had different strategies about how to handle you know what was going on some people kind of just went in the studio kind of went in a hole and try to you know find not a new sound but try to refine their sound and and create create new studio stuff yeah. other people try to do kind of the the live you know internet youtube stuff you know what were what was your guys's thoughts and what did you guys how did you guys handle the that terrible <laughs> we hid under a rock in our basement <laughs> we, we yeah. kind of did that man yeah we, like, yeah, we, we did we were one writing, or two yeah we were focused on writing music that was like yeah. our main focus and, and was that the plan anyway was that kind of what you guys well were we, we kind of wanted to kill two birds with one stone and keep writing music and keep playing live sure. shows you know so that was the goal we were really yeah. excited going into 2020 we we're playing you know, a lot of shows we had a good momentum going into 2020 we were planning on playing a ton more shows 
Wow. Wanted to promote our record that we released in yeah. January of twenty. Oh yeah, yeah that that's we were gonna bummer. get that play. Yeah, so we put the record out and it was like we played a few shows, like a handful, and then it was like, well, you know, can't play any more shows. So it was tough, and you can't really put a bunch of money in promotion behind something that like you can't back up when you play right. live. So we didn't really get the opportunity to do that. Um, so we just said, hey, back to the drawing board, write some more songs, you know, so we have a bunch more stuff and. By the end of it, it we it was great because our first show back was out in Lake Havasu, um, and we got to play like an hour and a forty-five minute set, two hour set two hours of set. like mostly original music. Yeah, doubleheader. Yeah, that's yeah. cool. Which is great. We tight. played two nights of like two hours of music that was mostly original, and that was great because now we're in a position where if a club calls us up and they're like, "How long's your set?" We can say, "Dude, we can play anywhere from thirty minutes to and like two hours." Yeah. You know? of original music and that's a great position to be in for uh, sure so writing was the main thing that we did uh during the pandemic um that and then just kind of like just practicing just getting yeah. tighter just getting, yeah. Time, getting yeah. tighter yeah. musically and, Every and, day, and yeah. you know, personally yeah. as well no that's yeah. by the way talk about that for a second you know i don't think a lot of people realize the importance of having that you know connection not just musically but as as people you guys seem to be you know friends you yeah. seem to like to hang out together Mm -hmm. um you know how important is that for for your you know sound to be blunt <laughs> well on, we on, the, other, on the record we, we don't like each other at all this is all of the I, mean, I, I actually got them in separate rooms <laughs> yeah that's very right. i was trying to go you know try to hide the truth that's right <laughs> lee's on the throne in the bathroom that's, <laughs> that's where he belongs <laughs> um no yeah i i think it kind of just came with uh with hanging out like i said earlier like but when we were when me and lee were jamming we'd also like hang out and like listen to records or like just do stuff and talk about music so like bonding in that way is super important because then when the amp turns off and the drumsticks are set down you know it's not like all right see you later you know yeah, yeah. it's like uh, we're constantly thinking about music related stuff Plotting and uh, or, scheming. Yeah. Or, <laughs> musing or, about the universe. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's where the best stuff comes. Exactly. A lot of that. Yeah, like yeah, like a lot of times we'll just sit and have a conversation or, you know, like about anything. It doesn't matter what it is. And just being able to do that is nice because that breeds creativity, you know, yeah. from any place. Like uh, there are a few songs on the first record that are just like the 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 stiffness of having to go to a nine to five job and like working, you know? Right. And yep. that came from like, just talking about, man, it sucks going to work. It sucks being the rat race, you know, like that sucks. And then, you know, lo and behold, there's a few songs that's like talking about that. And like people can relate to that, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think it's, it's super important. And I think just over time, we've just been able to, find stuff to connect on. And then it's mm -hmm. always stems back to music. You know, music yeah. is everything. For Mutual it. love of music. Yeah. And that same views on life for the most part. Yeah. You know, just, yeah. 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 You know, it's, it's interesting, you know, cause I've had several artists um, of all different genres on the show, um, you know, from like classical music to, you know, rock to, you know, uh, indie yeah. kind of stuff. And um, one of the kind of themes that, that I've kind of felt is this idea of art it's specifically music performance art, but, but I think music is, is more specific to this and, and how there's a relationship between like, the songwriter versus the performer, which could or could not be the same person. You know, obviously mm -hmm. you have a basic songwriter and then, and then you guys, you know, put it together, but there's a relationship there. Like, like what, 
what the band or what the performer does may not exactly be the same thing that the songwriter envisioned. No, you know? Yeah. And then at the same time, once you put it out there, like once the audience hears it, you know, it becomes all of a sudden a relationship between, you know, these three kind of beings. I mean, I hate to say it that way, but it's almost like this energy that all of a sudden the, the song kind of takes a life of its, it's own, very true. you know? Very and, true. um, you know, and that's why I'm kind of going with like with your audience, like uh, are there songs that maybe you thought you didn't realize that were going to be, um, I don't know, popular seems so kind of <laughs> a weird word for that, but, but that connect, you know, that connect with your audience more than you thought would. Walls of Ice, easily. Maybe <laughs> the Diner too. People yeah. really dig the Diner. Yeah. Yeah. yeah the, the, so Walls of Ice is off the first record. That's a song. That was like one of the first songs we wrote and it didn't sound anything like it did on the record, you know? And, um, really long. Yeah. 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 And uh, yeah, so we wrote that song and it was like, we didn't really, it was just a fun, loud rock and roll song. We were just like, whatever. This almost is, a joke song. Yeah, right? almost, almost a joke song. That was song. like the first idea kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. We yeah. Just, you know, That's and, awesome. And then, uh, yeah, and then we started playing it live and it just kind of became a ripper. People really like it. And then off our new record, we have a song called The Diner and we play that live. Um, and that one came together in a day. I sat down. Matter of hours. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. It was pretty quick. I sat down with Matt and I was like, hey, just for fun, I kind of want to write a song about this specific thing. Mm -hmm. And we just kind of started riffing on vocals and lyrics and stuff. And then like I wrote it really simple, you know, not anything too crazy. It was kind of just like almost an exercise. Like, hey, let's write a song just to write a song. And then it was like, oh, cool. This is kind of coming out pretty cool. And then we jammed it later that day. And then it was like, that's the song. And then we just kept kind of, yeah, (laughs) Yeah. we just kind of kept playing it. And then when we play live, it gets a really good reaction as well. Cause I think it's the same thing. It's just like kind of such, it translates from the beginning of the creation of the song to Mm -hmm. when we perform it live, people can feel that like that started somewhere that was really honest and like really, 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 uh, that's cool. What's the name of that song again? It's called the diner, the diner. Okay. Um, and diner is spelled D-I-E-N-E-R. Uh, and the reason, look it up. Yeah, you have to look it, it up. Yeah, all right. There's an Easter egg for you guys to check. Yeah, out. <laughs> we can't reveal it here, but yeah, check it out and blow your mind. Yeah. <laughs> um, and and that is a a cool song to play. We love playing it. It's super fun to play live. So it, it just <laughs> all around turned out to be a, a good. And it's going to be a single. That's too. right. And it's going to be. When's that Probably single like coming out? Huh? That comes out. In November. Okay. Yeah, November. Is that the next yeah. single that's coming? No, that is not. We have a new single coming out on October 22nd titled Palinopsia, which is the, uh, it's a visual phenomena of, uh, it's kind of like a side effect at times when you can see two things at once, something like the, almost like double vision. Yeah. Um, but it's just a fun word and it rolls off the tongue. So we use that as a name. Just a side effect. That's all. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing to think too much about. Yeah, don't, don't worry about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Side effect, kind of like a send effect. I don't know. Sure. <laughs> That's right. Don't awesome. worry about it. Yeah. <laughs> but I look forward to the single. Good. Good. I'm a musician, Good. not an English guy. <laughs> that, no, that, that, that's really cool. Yeah. Um, how can, if people are interested in, in checking you guys out, what's the best way for them? Well, first of all, what's the best way for them to, to grab your, your first album that's already out? Well, if they want to buy it on vinyl, come see us at a show. Come to the show. Okay. Come to the show. Come to the show. Uh, in order to find out what we're playing, follow us on Instagram at UVC Band. 
or Facebook under UVC Band, Twitter under UVC Band, YouTube, Ultraviolet Communication. Follow us on all those places and you'll see where we're playing next. Come see us and we'll sell you a vinyl. Awesome. Um, And I'll definitely put those in the show notes. Sweet. And then, yeah. Uh, And then you can listen to us anywhere you stream music, uh, Apple Music, Spotify, Tidal, Deezer, SoundCloud, Bandcamp, wherever you get your music, uh, we're under Ultraviolet Communication. All right. Cool. And then when's when's the next full album coming? That is December 10th. That's the full record. It comes out December 10th. It's titled Paper Tiger. Paper Tiger. Coming out December 10th. That's right. Ultraviolet Communication. (laughs) That's pretty rad. That's (laughs) super cool. Um, And um, have anything special planned for for, uh, the... Uh, for the album release? Yeah, we're doing Indeed. an album release show December 19th at the Rebel Lounge in Phoenix. Uh, we'll be uh, formally posted about that uh, pretty soon. Some details, so check it out on our Instagram. And stay tuned for more as well. We're going to try to round out some more dates right around that very same time. Oh, yeah. So cool. Different different cities, different right spots on. around town. Mm-hmm. And then, and then um, is there anything coming up that you want people to know about? Any live shows that... Other than the album release party? Uh, we're playing a Halloween house show on October 30th. So come check us out. All right. Details. Uh, you'll have to DM us for the address, you know, because it's a party. and We don't want any random person yeah, who showing do you know up. Here, bro? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but if you want to check it out, you know, come in costume and we'll play a set for you. Okay. Fantastic. So, yeah, check it. DM for the house party. Look for December 10th, the new album, Paper tiger um and then december 19th if you're in phoenix we got got to go to the the album release party that's gonna be killer rebel lounge man it's gonna be happening rebel lounge (laughs) where's that at what's the cross streets for rebel it's on indian school 23rd 23rd yeah that's where the mason jar used to be yeah formerly the mason Mason jar and we're gonna have a great lineup there's a great bill for that evening oh yeah Oh, a lot good. of our friends. Yeah, a lot of good friends there. Blue Joy from Mesa. Yeah. They're great. Yeah. Love them. Uh, Pablo, Pablo Love Train yep. from Phoenix. They're fabulous. And our friends from uh, Los Angeles, Moon Fuzz, they're going to be coming out and playing with us. It's going to be spectacular. Man, that sounds like a killer show. It's, it's going to be great. Be killer. Yeah, for sure. All right, we'll check that out. We'll, have, you know, we'll get those dates in the in the show notes as well. Um, anything that I meant? What? Anything you guys want to leave my audience with, or did I forget something? No, not at all. I just want to say thank you for having us. Absolutely, thank Thank you you. very much. Keep your ears open. Oh, I will for (laughs) sure. And maybe, you know, maybe if we get as we get closer or after the release party, I can have you back. Yeah, absolutely. Love to. We should talk about the new album a little bit more. For sure, that'll be fun. Well, Lee, Josiah, Matt, yes, sir. Ultraviolet Communication. Thanks for coming in. Thank Thank you you for having us. My pleasure. This is Mike Levitt, and you've been listening to And If Love Remains. Thank you.